Hello, this is a Marikami Minute presented by the Drunken Penwriting Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me as always, Mr. Spencer Church. Today's episode, we are almost done with this. How many stories yeah. we have left? Like three? Two more. Two. After, after this, two more. We have two more stories left, so this was the third from last story in First Person Singular Stories by Haruki Marikami. This episode, titled Carnival, or Carnival, depending how you pronounce it, 100% not what I thought it was going to be at all. No, especially considering the other stories in the collection. But also, once I finished reading it, I could see how it kind of fits in with the yeah, other stories. It in the definitely collection. fits in with the other stories. It's just not it, it's nothing about a carnival, really. I want to read the opening of this because the opening kind of smacks you in the face. Like, if you're a woman reading this, I... I I almost feel like you'd be offended, maybe. Well, remember before when we talked about, like, you know, the opening sentence to catch your reader off guard? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, to, like, kind of reel them in a little bit? Honestly, as soon as I read that, I immediately thought <laughs> of that. Like, that'll, that'll, that'll get you in there, that's for sure. This particular story, which this was medium-length one, it uh, starts off like this. Of all the women I've known until now, she was the ugliest. But this might not be a fair way of putting it. I've known lots of women whose looks were uglier. I think I'm on safe ground, though, in saying that among the women I've been close with in my life, those who have put down roots in the soil of my memory, I like how he said that, she was indeed the ugliest. I could use a euphemism, of course, and say least beautiful in place of ugly, which should be easier for readers, especially women readers, to accept. But... I've decided to go with the more straightforward and somewhat brutal term instead here, for this captures more the essence of who she really was. Now, this story is another one that's very simple. We don't really have to explain too much of it. He meets this... He's, again, a writer, I believe. Uh, He's in his 50s, an older, unnamed narrator again. Uh, This time, he meets a woman and... I think it's like at a classical music performance. It, it was yeah, it was at a like, concert. It was at, like he was at a concert. He accidentally ran into like one of his friends there, yeah. who was there with her, and so then they just kind of hung hung out there, had some wine, which apparently is a big thing over there when you go to concerts. Is just you drink know, wine, yeah, drink a lot of wine, or just might be a Haruki Marikami thing. Japanese are really known for whiskey and sake. Not so much wine. I never heard any Japanese people drinking wine. It's, it's, that actually caught me, off, caught me off guard a little bit. Because I was thinking, like, Haruki Mirakami does have a lot of his uh, usually richer people in his stories drinking wine. But for the most part, because he was a bar owner before he became a writer, it's always cocktails. And he describes, like, the cocktails and stuff, which I think he might have already done here a couple times. But uh, beer. Beer is another one. It's a big thing in Japan. So it's beer, sake. Whiskey would be the top three. Wine, I've never really heard of Japanese because sake is like a rice wine. So yeah. that's what they go for. Not like These are like red wines and foreign wines. But just to condense this a little bit, he meets this woman. Uh, they get to talking. She, he thinks she's super ugly, but so he's not like sexually attracted to her. I mean, he has a wife anyways. And he goes on like a really long description of how she's ugly, but not in like a normal sense of ugly. Like, her features are fine. I don't know. It was, it was it was very strange how he described it. But the carnival part of this story comes from the fact that they love classic music. And most of the stories, them they just get together and talk about classic music. And it turns out this song, Carnival by... Do you remember the guy's name? No. Sh- I want to say Schumer. Robert Schumer, I think it was. Or Schimmel or something. It's not that important. But uh, some old-timey composer uh, had... Now, I sent the link to you yeah. just because I thought, oh, you know, it's like a, 
like a Beethoven, like I usually think one song. Yeah. It was like 30 minutes, and if it you had, look at the... Yeah, it had like multiple parts, and they were only like two minutes long. Yeah, the YouTube video had multiple timestamps, so it was like a continuous piece that had different parts, like they had a preamble and all kinds of stuff, and I listened to it, and I I don't mind, cla- I mean, I don't go out of my way to listen to classic music, but I like classical music, like enough if it's on, I'll listen to it, but I did not care for that, actually. I thought it was kind of just boring and random sounding. I mean, because, like, I, you know, I just kind of would was checking out parts. And there would be parts that I that I thought were, like, that I enjoyed just because, like, oh, well, I've always kind of been, like, a fan of piano. Yeah, like, I'm I a, kinda, that's I, what I like is piano music, too. Uh, I, anytime that, like, a, like, a rapper or, like, a pop artist can, like, work in piano into, like, uh, well, I, uh... I always gave uh, what was it, uh, Alicia Keys? Yeah, Is that her name because she always played piano, right? And like, yeah. she would, and like she like, would like play, play it, it real good. So like I, I I was all you know. So I always liked the the instrument being played. But yeah, I was not expecting it to be so long and so many parts, and that makes me uh interesting because they're meeting together eventually just turns from talking about classical music to just talking about this specific piece piece done by different composers and artists yeah and at some like point that. they listen to like 42 different albums or something and like they keep buying all these cds and they go to like live performances of people who play it and critique it they start critiquing all the but just the, that carnival that's it and the way he described it which is why i looked it up is because it, it made me think oh it's gonna be like carnival music i'm gonna actually have to find the composer's name real quick because they, he, Mirror Kami actually goes into his life story, like, because the guy had, like, schizophrenia and something called, like, evil spirits, which, um... Can you just check the link that you sent me? That's very smart. You're a smart guy. You know what? You're a smart feller and a fart smeller. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta have hobbies. <laughs> Weird hobby to have. Oh, of course, it just says YouTube link. The title, just blank. <laughs> like, come on. But if he Schumann, had, it was Schumann. But um, if, if he had a schizophrenia, that I, I could definitely see that in his work. Yeah, um, I was incorrect. It was Arthur. No, uh, the version we listened to was the one that uh, the narrator in the story said he liked the most. He thinks this composer did or this piano player. I don't fuck did the best version of the carnival song, which was uh, Arthur Rubinstein, and. Uh, that was off of uh, Schumer's work, Schumann's work, but like I guess Schumann had like evil spirits and stuff. The reason why I brought that up is because this woman keeps like she goes on like the ugliness thing does come back around, and it turns out uh, this woman talks about like having a mask on, and you know she's like they do it all through uh, this musical piece. Like this is how they're talking about this, but it's actually she's talking about herself. So she's talking about like evil spirits and doing bad things and like you can feel it in like sense it in the music. But the carnival piece that he wrote was before the guy went like crazy. So there's only like a touch of evil in it, I guess. And uh, like they get through all this weird shit. And I guess there's there's probably more to it than what we got out of it. Again, I'm not like a big classic music guy and stuff. So I couldn't pull as much out of what they were talking about as someone who might enjoy that. But uh it ended up, um, he finds one piece, I guess, he really likes, like, somebody's version of it or something. He wants to, like, he calls the woman a couple times. And, by the way, they're both married. Yeah. And his wife, uh, she's, fi- like, I guess they're just fine. Their spouses are fine with the arrangement of them just meeting up to, 
the wife is fine because she, she thinks the woman's so ugly that yeah. he wouldn't actually want she, her. She, she actually calls him her girlfriend. Yeah. And he actually says that... He never met the husband. No, he never met the husband. He wasn't even sure the guy really existed other than she wore a ring. And she wouldn't uh, talk about like her life or anything. But the narrator, he said he it wouldn't even be a problem with having sex with the woman. It's just like there was something that he just wasn't attracted to sexually at all. That had nothing to do with her appearance. Um, but then it comes all around where he's trying to uh, call her, talk to her, email her. He can't get a hold of her. And then his wife sees the woman on the news. Uh, by the way, the woman he just refers to as F. Yeah, because he didn't want to use her real name. Yeah, because this is apparently him writing. And it's supposedly published somewhere where this woman could read it, possibly. Or the fact that we're, when, when, once we're about to uh, explain this one part... That she kind of becomes kind of a known yeah. figure, and then so maybe don't want to, you know. She got arrested for fraud. Her and her husband, they uh, like frauded old people out of like ten million dollars, like some kind of Ponzi scheme or something. But she gets arrested. He sees her on the news and stuff, getting arrested, and so he never talks to her again. And there was a big point where the husband is like super handsome. Yeah. Like he finally sees the husband on TV, and he's like a fucking supermodel looking dude, and. uh there's some, you know, talk and parts about that, I guess. But overall, it was mostly just about that carnival piece. And, like, it all relates to the story and, like, this woman's inner ugliness, which is why I read that beginning, because that alludes to the whole story, which is this woman's ugly, but it wasn't actually her looks. Um, and then the narrator, he had a flashback piece, because that's what Mirakami's been doing this whole time uh, in these stories. He... Talks about when he was a young man in college, he goes on a blind date, like a couple's date, and he gets hooked up with the ugly girl, and uh, they don't have anything in common, and, um... But they, uh, still, but they still have, like, a nice time together. Yeah, he thinks she's a nice girl, and he does want to call her, but he lost her number, and he doesn't want to ask his buddy, because his buddy, I don't know, might make fun of him, because, you know... Because he, like, the buddy and the, and the buddy's girlfriend apologized profusely because yeah. this woman was so hideous. Well, I was going to say, that's the, that's the one thing I, I kind of got out of the um, out of the story, or I saw, even with the, the F trick of, like, that weirdness that people have. They might actually like a person, but because of their looks, they might not even try to take a chance, even though that that person might be the the most, uh, mm-hmm. you know, matched and, and could probably be, the, you know, the best for each other, but just because maybe one doesn't like look the best like you know what i mean they just don't have that physical connection the 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 shadow the shallowness of of a lot of people nowadays who you know would just because of somebody's look won't even give them a give them a chance it had a uh like out of all the stories so far this one wasn't about nostalgia uh it still had the memory theme but it was just about, like you said, beauty and ugliness in the eye of the beholder. Like, what do we? I was waiting for him to tie the chick from college being the F chick. I thought I was, that. I thought I that was, too. I was waiting for that to happen because in that he explained alto jazz or something to that college chick because they didn't have much in common, and uh, she seemed interested or something. I was like, oh, what if that's what turned her on to classical music? And then he meets her later and doesn't realize it. But there was no connection. At least they didn't make one. In my head canon, yeah. that's what happened. That's one twist I, I think Mirror Comics should have went with. Uh, well, maybe that was the obvious twist, so he avoided it. I think that's what he's he's been doing most of the time in this, but uh, it was it was an interesting story. It wasn't my favorite. Definitely in the bottom half of the, yeah, not of the, the stories. No, no talking monkeys in this one. I mean, especially too, well, yeah, because the talking monkey was last 
was last story, right? Yeah. So that's that's kind of a hard act to follow up. Yeah. I think the story, if he went, like, she committed murder or something, because he talked about, like, what a mundane crime she committed. I was just like, if she committed murder, I think that would have cemented the inner ugliness theme he was trying to get across. Like, I think that would have been a little better. Maybe not murder, but, like, something more heinous than fraud. Because, like, she seemed like a really interesting, smart, cool person. Why would she go along with her? Because it was her husband who was yeah. doing it, but she went along with him. It's like, why would she go along with that? Um, maybe see, it's because he was so good looking. That's why, like, or did, was he manipulating see, her? See, I, I kind of saw it the other way that maybe, like, she was kind of like the brains behind it, but had him use his good looks mm. to be the part of it, like, and more of him be somehow being manipulated by this unattractive girl somehow because she had this thing inside. Because he would always yeah. kind of explain about how she would have this thing inside of her that would kind of, like, almost draw you to her, you know, even though yeah. that she wasn't, you know, attractive at all. Well, he used the mask metaphor a lot near the end about, you know, what are people's faces, like, what are they really hiding? And then they had, like, a discussion about, like, what if the mask was stuck? And she said, well, it would still your real face would still be under there. And he's like, even if nobody else can see it? And she's like, yeah, you'd still be essentially saying you're still going to be you, even if you didn't look, you know... The way that you openly present yourself to other people might look different, but that's not who you really are. Um, the next story in this collection, as we're winding down, is... Uh, this one sounds interesting to me as well, uh, since Carnival sucked at... No, it didn't suck ass. It just wasn't great. Uh, and this is the only one that's, at least in my version, is the only one in bold print. Yeah. Bold typeface. The Yakult Swallows Poetry Collection. I have no idea what that could be about. Right. Uh, that sounds weird, and then we'll end with first-person singular. And folks, just in case you're wondering, this is a book you could probably read within an hour or two. It's very quick. We've just been reading one story a week just so we could have this segment on here, but you could read this very fast. It's, yeah, it wouldn't take you long. Yeah, like we said, this was a large print edition, and it's only a fucking couple hundred, maybe yeah. 300 pages. I mean, I've finished most stories while I work during my yeah. lunch and, and two 15 breaks. Like, you know, so I, I think I've literally read every story in here the the day we record like before like either when i get home from work or on my lunch break so it takes maybe 20 30 minutes a story not the beginning ones are even quicker because they're shorter stories but uh, it doesn't take very long well we hope you found some of this interesting like i said the themes are interesting it's just most of these stories deal with music that we don't really follow. And again, if uh, anybody's listening to these episodes and have uh, some insight or give different uh, takes that we hadn't talked about, please talk about it in the comments or send an email to the website or you know or something. Yeah. Because especially with, like like you said with like the music stuff like that, that's just stuff we're not. You know, yeah. that uh, knowledgeable on. So if any, you know, if you can shed any light or, like I said, have any different uh, comments that we might have, yeah. you know, that we might have missed. Yeah, because I could see, like, the Charlie Parker episode. Um, I could see a lot of people being really interested, you know, because Charlie Parker has a lot of fans. Yeah. So I could see a lot of people uh, caring more about that story than we did. And also, when I went on that uh, that video I sent you, the, the carnival piece uh, by Arthur... Uh, which which guy was that? Something Steen. All if you look at all the comments, they're all oh, Haruki Murakami brought me here, or I yeah. read the Haruki, Haruki Murakami story and wanted to uh. listen to the piece. So people are really reading this book, and like I said, he has a lot of fans everywhere, all over the world. So it's interesting to see this music that most people might not even have, have ever heard of 
uh, checking it out just because, like I said, I checked out the Charlie Parker stuff just yeah. because I read it uh, in this in the story. So that's always fun. I didn't check out the Beatles though because I already know all yeah. the Beatles. I am Sam is one of my favorite movies, and that's a lot of Beatles songs. I don't know if you ever seen that. I don't know. I don't think so. Sean Penn, he's a mentally handicapped oh, guy. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize there was. A, I saw it a while ago. I don't remember yeah. there being a lot of Beatles songs in it. The whole movie's about the Beatles. Well, I mean, like that's the flow of the like i think his daughter's name's lucy like oh. lucy in the sky with diamonds like, you know. like i said it's been it's been forever since yeah. i watched it it's a really good movie check it out folks what speaking of the beatles real quick did you ever see that uh trailer it's called yesterday and it's like this indian guy he like wakes up one day and there's no beatles songs yeah, so he's yeah, the beatles pretty yeah. much like he thinks they, people think he's making the songs I don't know. For some reason, the idea disgusted me so bad I didn't watch it. Because I don't like the idea of somebody taking credit for somebody else's work, even in a universe where it might not exist. Actually, it looked like it was an endearing movie. It's yeah, I think he was out. trying to introduce the, yeah. the music of the Beatles to like to the people. I, I I didn't watch it, but I just remember seeing that trailer thing. If like, you woke up and Spider-Man didn't exist, yeah. you'd be like, oh, I need Spider-Man in the world. I guess I'm the guy who's bringing him, you know, his yeah, lore. Like if, like if Marvel Comics was, like I woke up and yeah. there was never any Marvel Comics, I guess would call me Associate it would be my new catchphrase. Well, uh, that's been Amerikami Minute. We thank you for listening, and we'll check you out. You check us out. Somebody check somebody out next time. Check the book out from your local library. Support yeah. local libraries. Now that uh, things are opening up and you can actually yeah. go to those things now. And book fairs. <laughs>